Welcome back to Prepper Dave's on the Road to Dystopia, your alternative news and information podcast. I'm your host, Prepper Dave, and today we'll delve into the rising global tensions, military drills, cybersecurity threats, and Russian submarines in the Pacific, as well as South Africa on the streets of America and preparations for war. But before we get started, we have a few housekeeping items to take care of. Remember to check us out on our website, our Facebook page, and sign up for our newsletter. All the links are in the description below. As always, the content provided here is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical, financial, legal, or professional advice. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before taking any action on any content related to this podcast or any of the links provided. We do not endorse any candidate or political party. Additionally, we are not responsible for any incorrect information and ask that you please back check all information and contact us with any and all errors that you find. Remember, if you like this episode, give us a like, a subscribe, and follow and share it with your friends and family so they can stay informed as well. Okay. We have a lot to cover, so buckle up, grab a drink, and let's dive right in. Alright, right out the gate, we have, according to Hal Turner Radio Show, Russia has launched at least six Akula's fast attack submarines in the Pacific. Meanwhile, Russian hackers have reportedly infiltrated European air traffic control. The U.S. arms industry is struggling to meet Ukrainian demands for more weapons. And Japan is preparing to shoot down a North Korean satellite. If that wasn't bad enough, NATO is launching its biggest ever war drills in in the Atlantic and the Pacific. Additionally, a congressional war simulation revealed that the United States cannot prevent a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. This all comes at the same time when thousands of military-aged Chinese men are suddenly crossing the southern border and American patriots are preparing for the upcoming war by buying more guns. You should do the same. And lastly, we do have some confirmation on conspiracy theories that have come true. Again. Reports of weather modifications, Australian schools secretly changing kids' gender gender without parental consent, and China buying endangered monkeys for experiments. wonder what that's for. On a negative note, the U.S. government has issued an executive order directing federal agencies to focus on environmental justice finally a 3d printed neighborhood is going up for sale and a space balloon restaurant is underway and russian billionaires if this war hasn't been bad for the west and here we go russian billionaires have seen their wealth rise to at least a half a trillion dollars all of this and more when we get back okay welcome back all right we're going to start off with an article out of hal turner Russia launches at least six Akula-fast attack subs into the Pacific. Now, this is pretty serious, so please listen up. Within the past 72 hours, Russia sorted at least six nuclear-powered Akula and other fast attack submarines into the Pacific Ocean. It is now believed they are en route to the West Coast. According to Michael Peterson of the Russian Maritime Studies Institute, for the first time in history, Russia can now lay off the coast of either Europe or the United States and present a persistent land attack threat with very highly precise weapons. This new new ability concerns NATO leaders as a threat to physical infrastructure such as our ports, which would be critical during a wartime. 
Moscow has significantly modernized its sub submarine force in recent years. With 11 nuclear-powered ballistic missile submarines, 17 nuclear-powered attack submarines, and another by this data count, Russia also has 9 nuclear-powered cruise missile submarines and 21 diesel-electric attack submarines. The fact that all these submarines are now in the Pacific Ocean and heading toward our west coast ought to be a signal to the U.S. and the Biden administration to knock off the interference in the Russian-Ukraine situation. Sadly, it appears that no one, I mean no one, is listening or even looking for messages from Russia. It seems the U.S. will only acknowledge the cost of our meddling in Ukraine when we, are, when we have bright white flashes and they start appearing over our U.S. cities, or our U.S. cities from the Russian submarines and the ICBMs. Well, if that wasn't scary enough, and it should have been, that we now have Russian submarines heading to the West Coast. And we'll have that at a time when we are conducting massive exercises on the, on the West and East Coast. But our next article is, again, about Russia. Warning, Russia hackers have infiltrated European air control. This is from express.co.uk. There are fears growing that Putin-backed hackers will target Europe's infrastructure over the West's stance against the invasion of Ukraine. I don't like the word invasion, but that's what's used. Eurocontrol, the European Air Traffic Control Organization, revealed on Thursday that pro-Russian hackers were conducting a cyber attack on its website. Fears have developed that Moscow may intervene with critical infrastructure in Europe as the cold conflict with the West escalates. Eurocontrol manages cross-border air traffic across European national airspace and provides air traffic control for civilian and military planes in these select regions. According to a new report by the European Cyber Conflict Research Initiative, ECCRI, Ukraine is facing an exceptional volume of cyber attacks linked to Russia. The 40-page study commissioned by the National Cybersecurity Center, NS NCSC, praises Ukraine's ability to remain resilient, okay, or should it say NATO, in the face of Russian cyber threats, but warns that the response could create concerning precedents. And the, UK, and the study suggests that the threat posed by Russian-aligned cyber groups extends well beyond Ukraine, with the UK and allies like the U.S., also being targeted now we have a proxy war going on in ukraine i know some people believe it was an invasion by russia an unprovoked invasion by russia however please go back and look at the agreements that are made at the fall of the soviet union by our own james baker please look at the coup uh, the coup successful coup uh in Ukraine, as well as the Minsk Accords and Minsk Agreements that led to this, as well as the violations to those agreements by Ukraine bombing the Donbass area and killing tens of thousands of civilians in that area, Russian-speaking civilians. Okay, that's enough about that, but we also have 
now that we're in this proxy war, we have a U.S. arms industry that's not only struggling to meet our own demands, but it's struggling to meet the Ukrainian demands. So if we can't meet those demands, how in the world are we going to be able to fight a war against China? I have no idea. But out of the new American, U.S. arms industry is struggling to meet Ukrainian demand. The Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday that American arms manufacturers are still struggling to procure ample rockets to produce missiles for Ukrainian forces. Although there is a seeming postponement of rocket artillery and guided missile production, Ukraine is allegedly struggling with a lack of conventional artillery rounds, according to a recent leaked Pentagon document. The documents also disclose that a shortfall is hindering a planned spring offensive by the Ukrainian forces. This big buildup we keep talking about all the time, well, I don't know. If it happens, we already know who's going to win. It's going to be Russia. It won't be Ukrainians backed by NATO, backed by the United States at our money, your money and mine, for a government that jails journalists, that bombs its own people, that locks people up for dissent, that throws away the key. Oh, wait, it sounds a lot like the United States, doesn't it? Well, the Ukrainian forces uh, with America is turning to its allies to replenish Ukraine stockpiles. Likewise, on April 21st, that was yesterday, the New York Times reported that the United States and its allies have not deployed the tanks, artillery ammunition, or other supplies required by Ukraine to launch a spring offensive against Russia. Quoting the aforementioned leaked Pentagon documents. I know we've heard a lot about these documents over the week. And we've heard a lot about some 21-year-old kid who's leaked all of the trade secrets and all of the secrets of the United States. However, it's been happening for many, many months, and it was, well, you know, we're not going to discuss that here on this. We have, an, we have another podcast that will discuss that. U.S. military planners estimated that Kiev would require 253 tanks for the planned attack this spring, the spring offensive but only managed to obtain 200 of them by late February. Now, that's only 53 short, right? Out of 253. And of those, though, 140 were Soviet designs, while only 60 of those tanks were Western manufacturers would be delivered by this month. So, that is reported by the Times. Does not sound like they're going to get the tanks that they need for the spring offensive. Look, I know that you've been hearing on the mainstream media about how Russia is losing the war of attrition. Please do not buy into the mainstream lies over and over again. Russia has more is more than has more than sufficient amount of, of personnel, more than a sur- sufficient amount of arms in order to. I mean, to defeat Ukraine. I mean, they could defeat Ukraine with nuclear weapons tomorrow. But they have held back. They have held, had restraint. I mean, although there's a lot of people dying on both sides, no doubt, through conventional means. But we do have a concern. If we start getting down the nuclear weapons 
uh, nuclear launches, whether we're, whether we're the ones that are supplying the depleted uranium to Ukraine, or it's Russia initiating, which I don't think will be the case, because even China uh, does not appear to back that play as far as uh, launching nuclear weapons. I think China, actually, would not mind if both the United States, as well as Russia, and as NATO and the European Union were well-drained after this, so well, they could just walk in and uh, maintain their dominance. But the West is facing these challenges, fulfilling its pledge to provide Ukraine with tanks, air defense systems, fighter jets, and other w weapons. So, not only are we having the problems on in Europe, but it looks like we're potentially having some issues on the uh, west, our west flank over there with, um, well, let's just talk a little bit about Asia, North Korea, and Japan. Japan prepares to shoot down North Korea, a North Korean satellite, if it falls into Japan. Hamada ordered the self-defense forces to make necessary preparations as he could potentially order the destruction of ballistic missiles, the defense ministry said in a statement. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said preparations for planned launch of the country's first spy satellite should proceed to counter perceived threats from who? The United States and South Korea. That's according to a state media that was reported on Wednesday and Reuters. So, we have uh, the Atlantic heating up, and we have the Pacific heating up. And the world is not crazy enough, I guess, for the crazy Western warmongers. I mean, I don't know why, and I hate to say, I hate to say Biden, because it's not really Biden. He doesn't even know what room he's in most of the time. It's the people that's behind Biden, the empty suit, that are pulling the strings, these neocons and these warmongering Democrats that want to go to war with Russia and China. And I understand that they want to maintain the dominance of the world reserve currency, the petrodollar, and United States hegemony. hegemony. But we have some major issues if we feel like that we can actually go to war with China. Don't forget who makes most of our prescriptions. Where are your prescriptions coming from? Do you have blood pressure medication? Do you have type 2 diabetes medication? What kind of, uh, epilepsy medication? What kind of medications are you on and where does it come from? Besides the, the things that we import every single day from China, that's why you can go to Walmart, well, some places, and you can buy such inexpensive things. If we did lose the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency, that would no longer be the case. Our debt would cost more. Our taxes would go up. The spending would go up. They would create more dollars. Inflation, that would be followed by higher inflation and higher inflation by higher interest rates. It's just a... Re and then, obviously, the debt, again, we will be, won't be able to pay on the debt until finally it collapses and they're able to instill a one-world currency. Central bank digital currencies, whether it's from the spoken wheel, 
which has been put out by the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements. I digress. From the strategicculture.org, the world is not enough for crazy Western warmongers. NATO launches the biggest ever war drills in the Atlantic and Pacific. So, the United States-led military known as NATO is desperately cranking up on all cylinders in order to incite war tensions in both of the world hemispheres. The global picture is at once condemnable and outrageous, and yet consumers of the Western corporate media are numbered with lies, sophistry, distraction, and blandishments. We also have a lot of censorship, and the algorithms only will push what they want you to see. In the coming weeks and months, the Cold War-era North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, is conducting its biggest ever war maneuvers, not only in its usual transatlantic domain, but also in the Asia-Pacific. I'm going to go on with this here for a little bit, and... So please, I hope you don't get bored with this, because this is extremely important, these exercises, and the significance and ramifications thereof. The war maneuvers in Europe are reportedly the biggest ever since NATO was formed in 1949 following the defeat of Nazi Germany. Let me repeat that. The war maneuvers in Europe are reportedly the biggest ever since NATO was formed in 1949 following the defeat of Nazi Germany. Why? Why now? So too are the war drills in Asian Pacific theater. Together, they confirm that China is in NATO's crosshairs along with Russia. Are all of our allies on board with us? Probably not. Is France on board? Probably not. But this provocative maneuvering... And let's just call it what it is. It's the aggression. is somehow being normalized by who? Our government and our Western corporate media. So I need to start listening to alternative media sources. Because if you're only listening to Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, so on and so forth, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. They have, they have their limits that they're allowed to speak. And, but basically they have the same articles and... They may have a slight difference of opinion, but really it's all owned, just like the Uniparty. They're all owned and paid for by the same companies. So, It is criminally reckless for Washington and its allies to militarize the world's hemisphere simultaneously at a time of already fraught tensions with nuclear powers, Russia and China. Can't emphasize that one enough. And it should be reiterated, those relations have been made fraught by relentless demonization of Russia and China as aggressive expansionist powers, when in reality, it is the U.S.-led Western imperialist axis that is guilty of projecting, projecting its own depredations. Russia sought a political security arrangement before the conflict erupted in Euro- Ukraine last year. I'm going to repeat that, because the mainstream media does not allow you to hear that. And if you ever spout that, they're going to call you a Russian propagandist. Russia sought a political security arrangement before the conflict erupted in Ukraine last year. 
Moscow was ignored by the West. China has repeatedly advocated for an end to Cold War mentality and for multipolar dialogue and cooperation. Beijing is wantonly disparaged and characterized by Washington and Europe as autocratic and a security threat. I think that's all in the eye of the beholder. Now, I don't want the destruction of the United States, and I, you know, I... I like having the U.S. dollar being the world's reserve currency. And I don't want central bank digital currency to be implemented. But there are those that do. Those that are also at the same time pushing for these wars in both the Atlantic and the Pacific. And NATO's so-called Defender War drill starts this month in Europe and will cascade into multiple other large-scale maneuvers bearing similarly corny names, uh, I don't know, such as Noble Jump and Dynamic Guard. George Orwell, eat your heart out. It was the Ball Tops War Games last June, and here's important as well. It was the Ball Tops War Games last June that provided the cover for the eventual blowing up of the Russian Nord Stream gas pipeline in September by U.S. Navy divers under the personal orders of President Joe Biden. And that's according to Seymour Hersh. Now, if you haven't heard of Seymour Hersh, but if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you have. If you have not, though, heard of Seymour Hersh, you really need to look him up and watch some of his interviews and see what he says and see where he's been cut off on whenever he's being interviewed by a mainstream media source when he goes down the road of telling you and giving you details of what happened. So when you hear that the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up by Russia, which had no... There was no positive outcome for that for Russia. There was no reason for that. If they didn't want to supply oil, they'd just turn the the valve off, so to speak. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, the United States and NATO partners are to hold record-breaking war drills in the Asia-Pacific. Surely the North Atlantic Treaty Organization should invalidate the mandate for such mobilization in the Pacific. But here you go. The world is not enough. Those war games, known as Talisman Saber, will Talisman Saber will involve the U.S., China's favorite son, Canada, Britain, questionable France, Germany, as well as Australia and New Zealand. Provocatively. Military forces from Japan are also slated to join the maneuvers in South Korea, along with South Korea and the Philippines, our new bases in the Philippines, Indonesia, New Guinea, and others. Look, we are having this great buildup for a 2024 world war, 2025 world war, I don't know. But man... uh, We've got to ratchet this stuff down. If we don't, well, there it goes. There goes the world. Those games come back on the back of Washington's newly formed AUKUS alliance. 
with Britain and Australia, which we'll, we will see later becoming a nuclear submarine hub for the United States. Britain and Australia, which will be see, a, see the latter becoming a nuclear, and that's Australia, becoming a nuclear submarine hub for the United States in order to increase its targeting of China. Now, Philippines have stated, publicly anyway, that we're not going to be able to um, basically have that as a jumping off point for China. We can't build up weapons to fight with China. That's publicly, public statements. What happens, I don't know. The unprecedented maneuvers in Asian Pacific also follow a spat of statements by Pentagon commanders explicitly calling for the readiness to fight a war with China. Let me repeat that. The unprecedented maneuvers in the Asian Pacific also follow a spate of, of statements by the Pentagon commanders explicitly calling for readiness to fight a war with China. So here we have two momentous military events occurring when? This summer, 2023. I wonder what they're going to do under the guise of that. What things will blow up? What things will happen? Well, we're all being distracted by something. Do we really want to start a war with China? Can we win? Can we defend Taiwan? And if we do, at what cost? According to freebeacon.com, the United States fails to stop Chinese invasion of Taiwan in congressional war, war simulation. The war simulation confirmed that the United States' current deter, uh, determinant policies are not enough to stop a military bombardment of Taiwan. Deterrence failed and China struck first, according to the officials briefed on the war game, which was organized by the House Select Committee on China. The simulation found that China's military would suffer heavy losses during the month-long fight. Month-long. It's only one month. That's what they're planning on. A month-long fight, but would be able to implement its invading forces inside of Taiwan, even with U.S. forces aiding the island. While the American military sunk around 80 Chinese naval vessels during the course of the exercise, the Chinese military was able to gain a lodgment with about 80,000 troops on Taiwan. A lot of 80s. A source close to the committee who was briefed on the scenario told the Washington Free Beacon, that's where this information came from, the CCP cut undersea cables during the war game effectively isolating Taiwan from the rest of the world. This allowed its forces to storm the island and overwhelm Taiwan's defenses. After war broke out, the U.S. adopted a distributed posture throughout the region and leveraged long-range strikes to degrade the PLA amphibious assault. And according to the source who was briefed on the simulation, while the war game did not conclude with a definitive outcome due to time constraints, the PRC had been exposed to heavy costs, both military and economic, but its commitment to taking Taiwan remained strong. Lawmakers learned that long-range missiles will be critical to any conflict. Let me repeat that. Lawmakers learned that long-range missiles will be critical to any conflict. And now that we're struggling to even supply Ukraine with weapons... Where will we be on developing more weapons in order to fight this war? The United States quickly... Oh, 
Here we go. The United States quickly ran out of long-range stealth and anti-ship cruise missiles during the simulation. Weapons that were integral to sinking CCP warships. America also moved to sanction China following an invasion. Okay, we sanctioned them. I'm sure they worried about that during the, during the middle of the war. But many allies uh, were hesitant to join the effort. I wonder if France was one of those. Global supply chains broke down as a result of the turmoil. Yeah, sure, because most of our stuff's coming from China, including your medications, highlighting the need for companies to prepare for such a scenario. I, I mean, I mean, I, do medications expire? Yes, yeah, so they do at some point. So, resupplying Taiwan once war broke out. How are we resupplying them when we get supplied by by China? Resupplying Taiwan once war breaks out also is not an option. According to the sources briefed on the game, the United States will have to ensure that Taiwan is fully stocked prior to any invasion. A separate war simulation organized by House Republicans during their annual retreat last month determined that the United States would face up to 20,000 military casualties in a single week. The most seen since World War II. That's reported by the Free Beacon. So, it appears that we're not going to be able to protect Taiwan. It appears that they want to continue military spending, the military-industrial complex, on building more weapons for Taiwan, as well as Ukraine, in our proxy wars. It appears we'll lose Taiwan anyway, and we will be damaged significantly. All at the same time that, well, according to the themostimportantnews.com, Thousands of Chinese men suddenly migrating across the southern border. Hmm. Vast numbers of Chinese citizens are illegally crossing our border with Mexico. The U.S. border is able to apprehend some of them, but thanks to the Biden administration, once they are processed, most of them are given NTAs, notices to appear, and are then freely released into our communities. That means they are running around without any supervision whatsoever. Illegal immigrants running around, Chinese, military age. Men make up the overwhelming majority of the Chinese citizens that are migrating across the southern border. And almost all of those men are what? Military aged. So we have military aged men from China, illegally here, running around without any supervision. Well, that's okay. I guess we can always check in with the CCP police station station around the country. In some cases, these men are paying human smugglers as much as $35,000 to get them into Texas. I, even if that was me, I don't think I could get my family in. You know, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay per person $35,000 per person that's a lot so either those men are independently wealthy or someone else is providing the money why do you think they would do that unfortunately most Americans don't even realize that this is happening now they are plugging Fox News but 
because Fox News is the only major or mainstream media network that is giving much attention to the crisis. And I don't know how much they're doing because I don't watch Fox News, so I don't really know how much they're giving. But according to Fox News, and according to this article, U.S. officials are seeing a 900% surge in encounters with Chinese nationals at the southern border. We have never, ever witnessed anything like this before. Just as the U.S. and China are getting ready to fight a war, all of a sudden, we are now witnessing the exponential surge in Chinese nationals coming across our southern border. And yeah, doesn't that seem a little suspicious at all to you or anyone else? It does to me. So, you guys are patriots, uh, otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So what are patriots doing about this? Are we hiding in our basements? Or are you hiding in your basement? Or are you like the altmarket.us says? American patriots need guns because a war is coming. American patriots need guns because a war is coming. It's inevitable. Statistically speaking, conservatives and libertarians are a predominant group keeping authoritarians at bay. Hmm. The government attacks us because they are afraid of us. And they are afraid of us for a reason. It's not about what we're doing. It's not about what we could do if they crossed the line into accelerated ter- territory. Or the, it is about what we could do if they crossed the line. And this is on the verge of happening. Now, you all remember COVID lockdowns. You all remember what happened, depending on what state you're in, to what actually you did or didn't do, or what you conformed or did not conform with. But. We came within a razor's, razor's edge of war during the COVID mandates. Many Americans have no clue just how close we are. Understanding that no country, including the U.S., is immune to rebellion. And such events tend to what escalate quickly, especially with the rise and invent of social media, even though... If you fall into a conservative or libertarian-minded person and you post things that are libertarian or conservative, you will probably be censored or somehow. Well, I know that we get that way. We are censored usually. We've been lifted after 18 months on Facebook, so they're allowing us to post again. But Leftists often envision their own rebellion as a sort of modern French revolution in which mobs march the streets and rule the day as heads roll down in the town square. They believe their righteousness is a shield from harm. Now, you know and I know that's kind of what's been happening. But why is that happening? This kind of mob intimidation only works within societies that still respect the rule of law. 
What happens if we, if we are without the rule of law? And I know many of you and I also believe that we are pretty close to without the rule of law. At least we don't have equal application of the law, that's for sure. Leftist insurgents use a nation's freedoms and their laws against them. Now, U.S. patriots have no such delusions. We know that when it comes to corrupt governments, principles and the rule of law go out the window very quickly if their power is legitimately threatened. Leftists can exploit mob actions, invade government buildings, and burn cities to the ground because why? The government allows them to. When we do the same thing, how many years now have we heard about insurrection over the single, mostly peaceful protest on January 6th, 2021? Over two years now, huh? Beyond the issue of directed attacks, there is also the issue of overall violence in America. The vast majority of violent crime in the U.S. occurs in Democrat-run cities. Now, I don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat, so I don't like those labels because um, I think those lines have been changing. This, though, is a fact. And the data shows that 27 of the top most violent cities in America are run by who? Democrat governments, including the cities with the most homicides. 14 of those cities also have Soros-baked prosecutors. We haven't heard any of those lately, have we? Of course we have. This trend has been ongoing for years. So what's the inevitable outcome? According to this article, it's war. To be sure, there are peaceful means to delay conflicts such as separation or what you've been hearing lately, national divorce. This is already happening organically. Millions of Americans tired of leftist policies, taxes, mandates, bureaucracy, crime, and cultism have left the blue cities and the blue states, and many millions more who have the means to do so will also continue leaving in the future. But for how long? For how long will they allow it? There will come a point, however, when these leftists and the establishment elites will try to stop this separation from continuing. When you look at communist countries, do they stop people from coming in or do they stop people from leaving? What does North Korea do? They stop people from leaving. If they let people leave, they then have to admit their ideology is failing. And that's not an option for them. They will extort Americans into the society they want. And history shows us that when a population is disarmed, the worst atrocities unfold. The Soviet purge of millions of citizens through gun confiscation and then food confiscation is but one example that people should study before joining any anti-gun bandwagons. One can easily see where this is going. The establishment will try to force you to make, force you, everyone, your neighbors, to submit to their system. Will you let them? 
If not, that's when the shooting really starts. If we consider the problem from this perspective, it makes perfect sense that these people are rabidly chasing after gun bans today. And why? Why do you think that is? They know war is about to happen because they know they're about to start it. And they know there is a chance they will lose that fight should Americans remain armed. They are afraid for a reason. They are afraid of losing. Now, we talked about the violence, we've talked about external threats, we've talked about the Atlantic and the Pacific, and we've talked about the violence in the streets. What happens if we lose the dominance of the dollar? According to Sputnik Globe, dollar faces six challenges, which may add to its further fall. U.S. Treasury Secretary Jan- Janet Yellen earlier admitted that Washington sanctions against Russia and other countries have put the dollar's dominance at risk as targeted nations seek alternatives. You've been watching that in the Middle East. You've been watching that in South America. People are using other currencies to trade the petrodollar. And you know what happens when that happens. Our dollar is not worth as much. It costs us more money to buy imports. And we don't really have any exports to help out on our end of it. So we're beholden to all of these other countries, whether it's your medications, it's oil, it's goods that you buy at Walmart or Family Dollar or wherever you go. The U.S. dollar status as a reserve currency eroded in 2022 at 10 times the pace seen over the past two decades. That's according to the SLJ Asset Management, Eurozone SLJ Asset Management. The asset managers, strategists, they were cited by U.S. media as finding that the greenback share of the total global reserves fell to 47% last year. And that was from down from 55% in 2021, which is down as much from two-thirds from 2003. So as you can see, we're not at zero We're not at 10. We're at 47%. But we are in a steady decline with our dollar. The remarks followed Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen telling a U.S. news outlet last week that U.S. sanctions against Russia and other countries endangered the dollar's dominance because those who were slapped with sanctions are trying to find alternatives. And we've been finding that. Look at BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Yeah. They're starting another reserve currency. Now, whether or not and how it competes, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll be honest with you. The U.S. dollar is failing. 
there is a risk when we use financial sanctions that are linked to the role of the dollar that over time it could undermine the hegemony of the dollar, Yellen said. She spoke at the French President Emmanuel Macron said in an interview that Europe should reduce its dependence on the extraordinary extraterritoriality extraterritoriality of the U.S. dollar. In this vein, the U.S. news outlet singled out six rising challenges to the greenback's dominance of international trade and investment flows. According to the media, one of the main challenges is China, well, yeah. which looks to weaken the dollar's dominance by calling, on, calling for the yuan to replace the greenback in energy deals amid Beijing's growing trade with Moscow. Have you looked at what's happening with Saudi Arabia and China? What are they trading in? Trading in yuan. Now, we're not going to go through all six, but the second one, Malaysia's kicked off talks with China to form an Asian monetary fund in an attempt to de-link from the dollar. Everybody wants to de-link from the dollar. Man, we are in such trouble. There is no reason, in quotes, there is no reason to continue depending on the dollar. The country's prime minister said earlier in April, adding that Kuala Lumpur and Beijing are already in talks to use the ringgit and the yuan for their trade agreements. And there's only one currency I didn't hear there, and that's the dollar. So, what happens? What happens when the dollar collapses? What happens when we're facing wars on two fronts? One of which we get all our goods and services. Our goods. And what happens when we have a, an unequal application of the law and a justice system that, instead of being colorblind, is targeting you for your beliefs, your color, your race, your religion, your nationality, whatever. And if you don't fall and if you don't fall into the right narrative and you don't say the right things, you're obviously not a protected person. And if you are though, you have Soros type DAs and mayors across the country that are saying, you know what? If you're protected and you're a protected class then you should not face penalties for crime. According to townhall.com, promoting lawlessness in Chicago, the mayor-elect of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, responded to, and we, I know you've heard this this week, responded to a group of teenagers who attacked cars and assaulted drivers in the loop last weekend by what sounds like justification for their behavior. Hmm. While saying he does not necessarily condone the destructive activity and that it has, well, maybe no place really in Chicago, I guess it depends on where in Chicago, Johnson added, it's not constructive to demonize the youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. 
Also, from New York City, where District Attorney Alvin Bragg won't prosecute certain crimes. Reduces felonies to misdemeanors. Oh, well, he's attacking Trump for some, trying to increase a misdemeanor to a felony. To San Francisco and L.A., where the streets resemble flop houses, America seems to be coming apart at the seams. Yeah, we are. We look like a second world country. Not a first, not a third, but a second world country right now. No wonder China's leaders see us in decline, financially, culturally. I mean, we can't, we don't do anything. We're just, uh, our infrastructure's collapsing. Everything's collapsing around us. There's ample evidence to support their view. From massive debt to the abandonment of moral guardrails in favor of a do-your-own-thing mentality. What we usually tolerate, we get more of. And what we strongly oppose, we get less of. When lawless behavior is tolerated and leaders who are supposed to keep our neighborhoods safe effectively see lawbreakers as depraved only because they're deprived. Chicago voters are likely to blame for their mess in their own city. You know why? Because they keep electing these leaders like Brandon Johnson and Lori Lightfoot. And I don't know how they expect any different outcomes. I know that a lot of you have seen the video that I posted from Hal Turner about the mob attacking that poor white woman trying to get into her door. I mean, a significant mob. And you've seen the biracial couple that was also attacked. They were going after the white female and I guess the um, her black um, partner I, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or what he was but uh, apparently he said something to try and stop them and then they also came and went after him and they were threatening them with death threats and attacked them and beat them as well so it's gotten so bad in some areas that even, I hate to say it, but I mean, even Gavin Newsom has called in the National Guard for San Francisco. According to Slay News, an increasing law enforcement presence to improve public safety and public confidence in San Francisco. California Governor Gavin Newsom called in the National Guard to help clean up San Francisco in a shocking turn of events. Newsom announced a new partnership with California Highway Patrol, CHP, California National Guard, CalGuard, okay, San Francisco Police Department, the SFPD, and the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, SFDA, to deal with the fentanyl crisis. Well, this must have, must be a payback to Trump, um, or maybe he does care about the fentanyl crisis, but we have a lot bigger things than just the fentanyl crisis. Newsom said agreements between all four agencies will focus on dismantling fentanyl trafficking and disrupting the supply of deadly drugs in the city by holding the operators of large-scale drug trafficking operations accountable. Let me repeat that. Dismantling fentanyl trafficking and disrupting the supply of the deadly drug in the city by holding the operators of what? Large-scale drug trafficking operations. Those are the only ones that will be held accountable. 
it really doesn't have anything to do with helping their homelessness problems, their crime problems, their mass looting, mass mob killing problems. You know, when we turned over certain portions of Iraq, the attitudes of those providing that security for Iraq changed. In my opinion, they became extremely arrogant. Even though many times they were the enemy of our own soldiers. And there wasn't much we could do about it. You know why they became arrogant? Because they knew they were untouchable. And when you don't have anybody enforcing the law. And you have certain groups that are untouchable. Like a fascist state that we are living in, a commune fascist state led by the Democrats, that's what happens. Now, this is all part of the plan. You know that, and I know that. Bottom up, top down, inside out. The bottom up, they stoke the fires. Riot season! Every year. We have riot. This is riot season. This is the beginning of riot season. I think it started a little early this year. But since they really weren't able to get too far as far as they wanted to under the guise of racism by calling everybody a racist and fomenting that hatred between people, this year they got a slightly new tact. They're pushing the trans thing, which for me, I guess, came out of love. I wasn't really focused in on that whatsoever. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell you. They are trying to put us in these boxes and pit, each other, pit us against each other. Now there are people that feel like they have legitimate complaints. And you know what? I understand that. But what they're doing is pitting these people, and they're so good at it. Pitting them against other groups of people rather than the people that are really trying to enslave us and put us back in chains, which is the Democrats and the Republicans, the Uniparty, those in power, those calling the shots behind the scenes. Those are the ones that want to put us in chains. So I say, we need to break the chains that bind us and that pit us against one another. But if we don't, we will be pitted against one another and it will have gone so far that there is no return. I don't know. I don't know how... You've got to get out. You've got to talk to 
two or three or four people and the same two, three or four people and make some of these points. Read these articles that I put out every day. The people who don't believe that the war in Russia is just a proxy war and that Ukraine is not this um, bastion of freedom and people aren't fighting for freedom. Matter of fact, they were fighting against it. They're putting people in chains. They're putting people in prisons. They're swiping people off the streets. They're forcing people, conscripting people, foreign fighters. And they're dying at record, record numbers. And civilians will pay the price. So if you say you're for the people of Ukraine, you need to stop that war. You know, I don't think Russia would have done this had they stopped the bombing of the Russian people in the Donbass area over the last eight years. And if NATO had not continued to encroach on Russia, which is what was promised to them. But like the Native Americans... Our government has once again gone back on its word. And we're going to continue down the crisis. Like you're seeing in Chicago. Like Lenore Davis said. And she couldn't believe it, she says. Now... When I first read it, I was a little upset because I was like, well, how can you just stand there and watch this happen? But I realized this is just a female. I mean, I shouldn't say just a female, but she's a female by herself. What is she going to do, I suppose? In in the 45 years I've, she goes, quote, excuse me, in the 45 years I've lived in the city and all the things I've seen and experienced living on the side of the city, last night was one of the most disgusting Disgusting and depressing and ridiculous displays I've ever witnessed. Lenora wrote on Instagram Sunday night, I watched a mob attack and viciously beat an interracial couple on Wabash. I watched several, at least five police cars drive by while the attack was in progress. She said she watched teenagers jump on the hoods of people's cars, smashing windshields, and causing thousands and thousands of dollars in property damage. But really, why was that couple attacked? We just went over it. Well, they were attacked because she was white, and he stood up for her. That's why they were attacked. Because those in charge who want to pit us against one another have been successful in Chicago and making people believe that they are victims and that they deserve to do this and that they need to do this. And if they don't do this, they're that if they don't do it, they're a slave. These are the same people that tell you that if you stand up for freedom, 
It's a threat against freedom. A threat against freedom is by is standing up for freedom. Those are the same people. I mean, it's just ridiculous. People are buying into this. She saw four police cars stop in front of the mayhem. They looked at her. They looked at the situation. Then they angled their car around her and then drove off. She's curious, but I'm curious too. What were the orders the police were operating under under that under last weekend? And what are they operating under this weekend? At a roundtable discussion of black big city mayors in Washington, D.C., Lightfoot sounded positively born again when it comes to urban violence. Well, she's out of office now. I guess she does not be holding. Maybe. I don't know. She says, as Democrats, if we do not speak the truth about violent crime in our cities, we will be the worse for it. She further went on to say, I come to this conversation as a former federal prosecutor. I come to this as a formal defense attorney. I am the sister of the returning resident. But I know that there are many people in my city that are wreaking havoc every day need to be off the streets. And that's reality. People minimize this. Matter of fact, even that woman I talked about a few minutes ago was minimizing it of and calling them children and, and hooligans. These are criminals. And this is criminal behavior. This is terroristic behavior. They're trying to affect a political change through violence and threat to violence. Say what it is. Terrorism. To reality, if you failed to embrace in 2020 when your city was being looted and torched and you celebrated demonstrations as mostly peaceful. Yeah, that's what she did. That's what Lori Lightfoot did. Mostly peaceful protests. What do we say to not only the victims of the crime, but the people who are terrified of the crimes in their neighborhood, most of whom look like us? We say, yeah, the police department is spending all the time and resources to arrest, put on a case, and the judges and prosecutors say, you know what? We're going to let you go. Or we're going to give you some electronic monitoring so you can go back out and wreak some more havoc and kill more people. We have allowed the inmates to run the asylum. Now we're going to cut this since we're a little over one hour here. Just so you know that when you click down below to the article, okay, and that article is Global tensions rise, military drills, cybersecurity threats, and Russian submarines in the Pacific, South America, on the streets of America, and preparations for war. That's on PrepperDaves.com, www.PrepperDaves.com. So you'll see some other articles there as well. Trans women showered with four Wisconsin highs. Trans woman, I guess it's really a guy, I suppose. Showered with four Wisconsin high school girls. Exposed as privates. And guess what? Parents were not informed of the incident. That was by the National Pulse. Big Ag is panicking over a bill to require labeling of gene-altering products. It's out of blacklistednews.com. Weather modification confirmed by the MSM, mainstream media, after being called a conspiracy theory for years. That's out of all news pipeline. 
In a report, Australian schools can secretly change kids' gender without parental consent. That's out of yournews.com. China buying endangered monkeys for experiments at a great game, India. And hunt for dead NASA head. Hunt for dead NASA satellite as it re-enters Earth's atmosphere out of the Daily Mail UK. President Biden issues executive order directing federal government to focus on environmental justice out of Rebel News. 3D printing neighborhood is going up as homes start in the mid $400,000. Is that? I, I don't know if I'm reading that correctly. I think I am. It's out of WND.com. Inside Stunning Space Balloon Restaurant, where Astro guests dine at 82,000 feet. But the bill is hard to stomach. I'm sure it's high. The U.S. sun, you know, the wealthy get wealthier and they have fun. And the rest of us are living in a dystopian future. Russian billionaires uh, see wealth rise to at least half a trillion dollars. That's out of South China Morning Post. All right, guys. Hey, look, I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Please click, click on the links below. Love y'all. Take it easy. Talk to you later.